Richard White first competed in an Edgar event in early May 2022 at the inaugural Johnny Ray Classic played at Stonely Deer Park Golf Club in England. Frustrated with his wayward driving off the tee then and picking up an injury at the same time, he might not have threatened the winner's podium for the tournament, but he did enjoy immediately the camaraderie of his fellow players, making instant friends among the golfers present from nine countries. There, on the clubhouse terrace, Rich, as he likes to be called, chatted and swapped contact numbers on his first evening at the Coventry course. These new friends were also impressed with the way that Rich showed some fight in the final round, coping with a nasty rib injury he sustained from a fall the previous evening. He considered missing the last day completely, but then dug deep, found the resilience needed, and was still able to smile despite the pain when he completed nine of the 18 holes. The 53-year-old who plays out of Worthing Golf Club in West Sussex had quickly become part of the Edgar competitive family. Of his first experience, Rich said, It's been better than I could have imagined. It's, it's been fantastic. Uh, I was a little nervous coming up yesterday for the practice day. I hadn't been to an Edgar event before. I didn't know anybody. Um, I'd spoken to a few people on the phone and and uh, I met so many lovely people, uh, made so many friends and had a lovely time so far. It's been really good. Talking with him after those nine holes of his final round, Rich was holding his side and rubbing his sore ribs. But this writer was struck that he was smiling too. Here was a golfer in his element. And after nearly 10 years of struggle with a debilitating neck and spine injury in 2012, Rich explains that through golf, he has rediscovered an absorbing sport from his childhood that has boosted significantly his body and soul. Physically, it has given him a way back, made him stronger, while the mental tonic has been exceptional for him. With three Edgar events under his belt by July, Rich says he feels like he's found a place to belong again for the very first time in many years. After the very darkest of times, golf and the golfers around him are the medicine. He had discovered Edgar recently when watching Sky TV and golfers with disability playing the new G4D tour, staged by the DP World Tour. They, they showed some uh, Edgar events that were happening last year and showed a few players that were playing on uh, the same course as the Pro Tour were, were playing on. So they, they'd then tee off, I think, after um, after the uh, other pros had gone. And it immediately uh, interested me in that my disability is a more recent one. It's, I, I wasn't born with something. It's something that I've, that's, that's happened later in life. And I've been trying to find a competitive arena in which I can um, expand my uh, my horizons for you know for, for competing it's something being competitive is something that, that's very much part of me and of course being competitive in golf once you have um, physical disabilities can be difficult you, you can't compete with people that can hit the ball so far and uh, so it was very interesting to me that that Edgar existed I hadn't heard of it before that so I looked into it in more detail and uh, spoke to some people and before I knew it I was getting in touch with somebody and uh, swapping details and getting into the, uh, the various um, categories of disability that, that Edgar involved. Within weeks Rich was assessed and received an Edgar Access Pass 
and he was then teeing it up at Stoneley Deer Park. To actually see live some of these people taking shots from the first tee, I was, I was speechless yesterday to, to see a particular person that has only got one arm take a, an amazing tee shot and I couldn't hope to do that myself so yeah it's been a real opener and it's been fantastic too it's wonderful to see that everyone here, everyone here enjoys themselves everyone's excited to be here it, it's it's competitive but in a nice way it's about taking part it really is and it sounds very cliched but it's about mm. taking part it's about coming here meeting other people and and sharing the fun uh, and that, that's been a big part and, and to be honest, that's something that I have really thoroughly enjoyed. You know, it's, it's, it's made it for me today. Rich was born in London, England and grew up in Bristol. He first encountered golf as an eight-year-old when he began caddying for his father, who appreciated his son's help, having contracted polio as a child. Rich would go off with his dad early every Saturday morning, pulling a trolley around either Mangotsfield or Western Burke golf courses. The youngster would spend hours on the club putting greens with a borrowed putter, playing his own invented mini competitions and dreaming of that putt to win the Open Championship. Today, his mum and dad live near Worthing and Rich lives nearby. The Open was and is today once again a special lure for Rich and he has particularly found memories of accompanying and assisting his father to visit three Open Championships, two at Royal Birkdale, and one at Royal Leatherman St Anne, securing his dad a prime seat near the 18th green at Birkdale, thanks to a kindly RNA official. Father and son were cheering on Nick Faldo in those days, but also witnessed the then 17-year-old amateur Justin Rose dramatically holding his final pitch shot at Birkdale in 1998. Rich continued playing with what he terms fairly mediocre golf alongside hockey and his beloved rugby and cricket throughout his school and university years. His degree was in computer science. And then also with a golfing society while he worked at IBM and later at AT AT&T in the field of IT project management. When Rich went to live in Australia and follow his career between 2004 and 2018, golf wasn't part of his plans. Indeed, life was about to become unbearably tough for the family, including Rich, losing both a younger sister in 2014 and a younger brother in 2016. Rich would also experience great blows to his own health in 2012 and after. Firstly, completely out of the blue, he suffered a shock injury during a medical treatment where three of the cervical vertebrae in his neck were crushed together, resulting in irreversible nerve damage, leading to palsies, weakness and atrophy in his upper torso and arm muscles. For a time, he effectively lost the use of both arms and suffered extreme pain. Over the next three years, he endured 11 spinal surgeries, leaving him with four cervical joints fused together and supported by titanium plates, screws, blocks and pins. All of this surgery had some success, resulting in him regaining the use of his arms, though restricted, and reducing the pain to manageable levels at last. But the path back to any new normality was scotched with difficulty. He says the problem, physical and mental, ended his career. Rich had spent 20 years running company projects worth millions of pounds. Now he was out of that energetic team environment, 
physically shattered, in constant pain, confused and depressed. Feeling a complete burden to others, Rich took an overdose of pills in 2014. And, but for being found in time by his ex-wife, who had administered CPR while awaiting the intervention of medics, Rich knows he would have died. Then, one slip of light flickered and spread across the low black shadows. For years, Richard felt different from others, finding communication difficult with other people. Missing nuances and misunderstanding comments, a man apart from the group. However, he was then diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome and ADHD. And for Rich, this diagnosis opened up a completely new and better understanding of himself, altering his perspective about who he was as the darkness receded over time. Suddenly, no longer beating himself up day after day, and after eight difficult years, it is remarkable that it was his trying of golf again during the COVID-19 pandemic, relearning a game he'd left for 27 years that played a key role in transforming his life. The changes in my life was actually that obviously quite a lot of psychological challenges uh, came from your whole life changing like that. I mean, literally overnight, everything went from you know, you know, a nice set career and everything through to what, what's going to happen next. And so it took, it took many years to get through that, but golf has been a fantastic way of focusing my energies. Even though he had been told it was highly unlikely he would ever be able to swing a golf club again, he had never thrown away his old mismatched set of clubs, including an old mashy niblick of his father's with a hickory shaft. In September 2020, out of sheer desperation to get some exercise during one of the UK's lockdown periods, accompanied by his father sitting in a wheelchair, Rich took his clubs to the local driving range at Rustington Golf Centre in West Sussex. And I went and I tried swinging some clubs and all of a sudden I thought, I could do something like this. And that opened up a whole new world for me. And now I spend a very large part of each week either watching golf or practising golf or playing golf or, or just at the driving range or just anything to, to, to get muscles moving. And what I found, which is quite... Um, contrary to, to what, what you think is that the, the more I play yes it hurts a bit afterwards but during practice my pain levels go down and that's amazing I don't understand how that works but they do and my doctor and my physio have all um, praised what I'm doing as well so they, they think it's great I've been losing weight my personal outlook has become very positive as well which is fantastic after a club fitting for a half set of irons and a driver and several lessons with local PGA professional Jake Dunstan, Rustington Golf Centre, Richie's golf began to improve quickly. In May 2021, he joined Hill Barn Golf Club Worthing, a gem of a course on the South Downs, and he recently switched to become a member of the much-acclaimed Worthing Golf Club, also situated on that beautiful chalk downland on England's southern coast. Richie admits to being totally hooked and loving golf, he loves reading about technique, shot statistics, strokes gained analysis and talking golf, while an inner determination looks ahead to his new phase in life. I'm very aggressive with setting my own personal targets to try and achieve. Setting those targets gives me milestones I try and meet and, and then I work towards how to meet those milestones. Not everybody 
may fastidiously break it down like that, but uh, but certainly I, I do like to do that. I like to I like to set myself targets and try and achieve them, and that's given me a feeling of control. And that's the difficult. I mean, this is the difficult thing for me was when all this happened. I felt so out of control. I didn't have control of my life anymore, and this must be the same for anybody that, that, that has a disability. It's difficult sometimes to feel like you have the same advantages or the same opportunities as, as normal people. And that can lead to a lot of negative thinking. And so the, the thing with golf is that I can compete on a level playing field because of the handicap system, which is fantastic. Uh, and also with events like this, there's, there's a lot of inclusivity. So you get to meet people that are here and it's wonderful. Nobody is trying to judge anybody as to why they're here or, or what they're here for. You know, that, that's not what it's about at all. After Richie's first appearance in the Johnny Ray Classic in May 2022, he then entered the Ping Open for golfers with a disability in June at Thonock Park, Lincolnshire, closely followed by the English Disability Open at Carden Park in Cheshire. Again, he loved each tournament, the condition of the golf courses, the mix of competition and the camaraderie among the players. Rich navigates the mental challenge of playing in part with a dry but whimsical sense of humour. If he loses a ball, he blames the long-running dispute with the Rabbit Kingdom. They steal them. While he refers to some of his less well-behaving clubs in the bag as very naughty boys. And after all the dark times, and despite the pain he has to put up with, talk with Rich for 10 minutes about golf, and you find one of the best possible advocates for the game. Give it all a go is his advice, for various good reasons that he details. Yes, uh, certainly. He, it sounds a bit cheesy, me sitting here saying that I recommend golf to people, but it's been a, a fantastic thing to get involved in. You don't have to be brilliant at it. You don't have to be able to play like the pros on TV. Everybody that is playing here makes mistakes and has bad shots. And, but there's a, there's a mental challenge to it as well as a physical challenge. There's, it's about strategy. It's about thinking through the game. It's about getting outdoors in the sunshine or the rain as it can be. But getting out with nature, you know, and the wildlife you see when you're out on a golf course is fantastic, especially if you live in a town or a city. It's, it's, it's lovely to get out, there's greenery, and this time of year as well is just amazing to, to see, uh, see all the birds. And it's not just about the exercise. There's an incredible uplift in your enthusiasm for things. It gives a real boost to your mental energy. It gives you a real boost to your ability to cope with day-to-day -day stresses. It gives you something to look forward to every, every week when you're out playing. And it's also a social game. You, you get to go out, you meet up with people, and then you have a drink afterwards or you know, a cup of tea or whatever it is, and, and you just take your time and enjoy it. And it's so many more things than just turning up and getting out your golf bats and hitting a, hitting a little white ball around the place. As a boy, Rich admired Sonic Faldo for his steely determination and his commitment to being the best he could be, especially when Faldo worked with his coach David Ledbetter to completely rebuild his swing and become the best golfer in the world. Rich had to rebuild his own swing completely to be able to learn how to strike good shots with an injured body, and he used Faldo's story as a prime source of inspiration. Faldo, Rich stresses, 
exhibited the passion, persistence and mental stamina required to overcome the greatest of obstacles. To keep on fighting, to keep trying, to never give up, no matter how great the odds against him may appear. When just 12 years old, while captain of his school's chess club, Rich earned himself the nickname of Houdini White due to his frequent ability to grab victory from the jaws of defeat through his never-say-die attitude. Multiple times, especially when the overall team result was dependent on the outcome, he would come back from what seemed like the worst possible position for a dramatic against-the-odds win. Rich acknowledges that subsequent to the injury and the accompanying bouts of depression, he lost that will to prevail against the odds in life for some years, but now it's very much back for him. Golf has provided a key. Rich recently acquired his WR4GD pass and was delighted when he first saw his name on the official world ranking for golfers with disability. He was ranked 113 in the world in Stableford. This is a great start, he tells us, and definitely something to build on. Meanwhile, as we finished talking with Rich, he said he was hugely excited to be returning this year to the Open as a spectator for the fourth time at St Andrews for the 150th tournament. In fact, as we listen to or read this story right now, Richard White is due to be camping out under the stars for the week at a campsite by the Old Town in Scotland, cheering on the players each day. He'd be calling his mum and dad and painting a picture for them of the great game as he sees there. He says he might be in a little bit of pain as he walks to follow the play, but it's odds on that Houdini White will be smiling again. <laughs>